Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings. Happy Monday. Welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Well, it's oh. new and improved with Mike Harmon, don't it's you know? It, it's with the old Mike Harmon is out. We have now new and improved Mike Harmon. Well, you but, know me- what? I'm young, spry, wearing the Cutler jersey and ready for a big night of Monday Night Football. Well, I would say all of that is true. Well, I would just say the wearing the Cutler jersey and ready for a night of football is true. I'm slim. I would just say that part is true. Well, and I'm back for round two. Well, you said well, you said you were young and spry, and, and I, I am don't young know, and spry. No, nah, you're not really. You're not really spry. I'm a you powerful know? and attractive man. What are you no, talking about? No, you're not. You're not very spry. I've I've seen video. I've seen video of you f- physically doing athletic things. Your daughter knocked you on your ass once, and it wasn't even difficult. I watched. <laughs> I saw that video. Did you not ever learn to do a fake role as you as oh, you're no, here? I, I, that wasn't that acting wasn't lessons and stuff. No, I, I what I are you think, talking about? Oh, really? Wait, wait. Get Maddie on the phone right now and tell her you faked being knocked over when she knocked you I over did because I didn't I tried not to knock her on her ass <laughs> no I I I, no, I, I think on a day uh, we celebrate her older yeah. daughter's birthday and commemorate uh my my uncle remember that Cordell Stewart got him all those years ago oh, so yeah, here we yeah, are yeah, yeah. Jets, it's a, it's Jets a big day for you. no it's a huge day 
And uh, tie shirts back after yeah. like a month and a half away in he the mountains the, or whatever he, the hell he did. He went on vacation with people he didn't even know to a place he had never been. Yes. And he had to quarantine for like eight weeks, but yeah. now tie shirt is back. It is really curious. You, well, I mean, you, the bell rang quickly, so you knew there was a different yes. right yeah, off yeah, yeah. the jump, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, he made yeah. his presence known with authority right yeah. away. I mean, I haven't heard Bell Belichick saying he hasn't liked songs in a while, certain yeah. things, but now T-shirt is back. And the NFL is back. Yes, as it is. we uh, creep closer and closer to the end of the first Monday night game, Steelers-Giants, we'll deal with that first, and then I'm, you're going to drop your jaws when I tell you about the Jets. Uh, <laughs> Steelers lead it right now, 26-16. Steelers trying to kill the clock. They have the football now uh, with less than a minute left to go. It's a running clock. The Steelers are going to win this by 10 26 to 16. Cover! Mike and, Mike yeah. and I are going to lose in our dynasty league, uh, yeah. and Fabiano's died by about six points. So, Thanks, uh, Eric Ebron. Uh, but let me just say this. All right, here, there, what, what to know about this game so far? I know I've already seen on social media, Giants fans are going crazy. We stick, it's this, that. Everything will be fine for the Giants, especially seeing how the NFC East played in their first games. The Giants will be fine. This is why I picked the Steelers to go to the Super Bowl. This defense is fantastic, and this is only week one. Saquon Barkley, 15 carries for six yards. Okay, the Giants had no running attack whatsoever. Daniel Jones' stats are inflated because of the garbage time drive he had for the touchdown to Slayton a few minutes ago. But this Pittsburgh defense, it wasn't even a – I can't even say it was a great night for them. It was still week one. They're still figuring things out, and Jones threw a couple of bad passes that weren't really on the Steelers' D. But we'll when you start seeing ghosts and, and hearing footsteps, uh, this is why the Steelers, I picked them to go far. And uh, seeing tonight, seeing this defense, it's just going to get better. And – Everything I saw tonight out of Pittsburgh, the Steelers are back. Right? The defense played great. Roethlisberger played great. Suddenly, Snell is the new lead back, and everybody who took John Connor early in fantasy drafts are going, what did I do? What did I do? Steelers are legit. This is not the Giants. This is just the Steelers are legit. That's all this is tonight. I feel moderately intelligent by uh, having told people to take Benny Snell. Uh, later in the draft. So, Snell! Point Snell! For me. Exactly. Just like Kramer. Snell! Snell! <laughs> Steven Snell. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but you, you look at this game. Uh, Zach Banner left for them, starting right tackle. Uh, and he looked as if he knew his season was done. Hopefully it's not the case, but his teammates helped him to get to the to the cart and get back uh, a little bit earlier here. So that's one. Uh, you had the You mentioned Daniel Jones with a couple of just mind- boggling throws they had a get this 19 play 87 yard drive that covered almost nine minutes of game clock that ended with him trying to throw the ball (laughs) into the end zone it gets tipped and Casey Hayward comes down with the interception uh and it was one of those why tuck the ball get out of bounds live to see another day it was second down you've just moved the ball for almost nine minutes and you come away with nothing. At that point, it was 16-10, the score. Two two plays in the ensuing drive. There's a fumble. There's a fumble after a big run from Snell. Juju Smith-Schuster's just running alongside four blue jerseys. Juju Smith-Schuster comes away with the football. <laughs> drive continues. Just a couple of plays like that that really are the different. Daniel Jones is going to be... Pretty pretty darn good. A couple of baffling decisions as we talk about, but you got Slayton. You've got Shepard made a couple of big plays for him. Evan Ingram's going to be a handful for a lot of teams, uh, and Saquon Barkley will not be bottled up by a defense like this. This is a top defense that got them into the playoffs a year ago, and now they've had more time to work together. You look at that secondary, uh, the pickup of Minka Fitzpatrick last year, bolsters things uh you've got plenty of running backs and as long as ben roethlisberger is upright they're going to be a mess the giants unfortunately they face my bears next week so another tough task at hand (laughs) yeah this steelers defense is going to be like top defense in the league good that's how good they are i mean people slept on them last year because look roethlisberger got hurt Mason Rudolph was just okay, and all the attention was spent on him getting hit with his own helmet in a Monday night right. game against the Browns. So it's easy to look and go, yeah, the Steelers' defense is pretty good, but they were 8-8. Eight eight. You know, we, we look at – but this defense, they were so good last year. And now with their weapons back and healthy, and clearly it's on Roethlisberger to stay healthy and stay upright because you saw it tonight. Not moving quite with the spryness you no. would expect, <laughs> Roethlisberger, but Not still. Not like me. 
that still it doesn't it, it doesn't matter. If this is the team you're going to see and this is week one, look out for the Steelers. The Steelers are legit. Like I said, it's why I picked them for the Super Bowl. Seeing them start like this tonight, this wasn't even an A game for them. No. Like I can't even say this is an A game overall. This is like a B B-ish type game for the Steelers, and still it was a dominant game in which the outcome really wasn't in doubt. Once you got into the middle of the third quarter, you knew, okay, the Giants' offense is not going to get anything done. They're not going to run the football. Daniel Jones is not going to suddenly go up and down the field. The Giants will be fine. The Giants will be fine, but the Steelers are legit. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Uh, We get the uh, other Monday night game. We'll keep you posted on as well throughout the night tonight. The Broncos and Tennessee Titans uh, starting in a couple of minutes from now. Um, But... You know, here's the thing, because I know this is what you're waiting for me to talk about today. Today is actually a really, really good day. All right. Forget about the blank show that was the Jets on Sunday. And it was the Mets got a new owner today. I know. I'm okay. I'm okay. Steve Cohen reached agreement to buy the Mets. He's going to come in as the richest owner in baseball. We're going to be buying great players and buying starting pitchers. It's going to be awesome. So for the Jets to stink as much as they did, well, that took the sting out of it a little bit today because, boy, the Jets were just I, – I can't tell you how terrible it was yesterday. And it's its hard because just to watch the first quarter of week one and you can say to yourself, this season's over. I mean, really, who, who are we going to beat? We're this bad. We're this bad. We're this flat. Sam Darnold looks this awful in the beginning of year three when he's supposed to be comfortable in the offense and things were going to be good. Now, I, I know it's one week, right? But I told you last week after one week the Jets season was over, right? They blow that 16-point lead to the yeah. Bills. No, that they was lose. awful. I told you that season was over. Well, they shouldn't have had them playing them again week one. I mean, that's no. just unfair. I don't want to have to play the Bills again. I never want to play the The Bills well, always beat us. And they did I everything they the could Bills. to help you because Josh Allen oh. kept fumbling the ball. Yes. Like, stop! <laughs> but just slide. Go down, you fool. I'll tell you, here's where here's where I'm at after you. Because, yes, I've told you how bad Adam Gase is. Adam Gase is terrible. He's not a leader. His offense stinks. We don't need 20 passes at the line of scrimmage, which is exactly what the Jets did. I'm like, really? How are you going to move the ball down the field? But here's the thing. I am officially on the tank for Trevor Train, especially after yesterday, seeing the Jaguars win, seeing the Washington football team win, yeah. the teams that the Jets would be – fighting out with for worst team in the NFL. Look, the Bengals nearly won, nearly upset the the Chargers. Joe Burrow looked like he's picking things up. I am completely on the tank for Trevor Train because I can make excuses for Sam Darnold as much as I want to. Well, the first year he got hurt. Well, he had mono the beginning of the second year is getting used to new offensive system. This is the beginning of year three, same offensive system, same everything. And he looked, it was like his ghost game. He was as bad yesterday as he was against the Patriots, except for the I'm seeing ghost line at F. So luckily that wasn't there for him. At at, at some point you have to think, Maybe this is just who Sam Darnold is. That this is just he can make some big plays once in a while, but he's going to have a lot of games like this. And his destiny as a franchise quarterback is not what you think it is. You don't have a lot of time in the NFL to be able to to, to show yourself I can be a franchise quarterback. And at some point, it's going to be: uh, Is this as good as Darnold gets? Because this is the only reason that Adam Gase was still there because of Sam Darnold and his comfort in the offense and doing things like they're supposed to do. I am already week one. I'm on the tank for Trevor Train. I mean, because if you get to a point where you don't know what you're rooting for, clearly it's going to be a bad year, right? And the Jets are going to stink. I am on the tank for Trevor Train because Sam Darnold, I simply can't say, yes, I know he's going to be great. I, I get it. It's one week. I get it. I get it. I get it. He's trash. But to start like that, <laughs> to start that poorly, make that many bad scattershot throws where whatever a defense throws at you, it looks like it's your first game in the NFL. I really, what if what if this is as good as it gets for Sam Darnold? What if this is it? So, okay, tank for Trevor. I'm on board. Yeah, that first half was embarrassing. Uh, if you weren't watching fully and just kind of paying attention, you know, on a grid, say you put a couple of monitors together or you had the eight box that they give you of game mix, every time you looked up, the Bills had the ball. So it was, is this just one long protracted drive that just keeps getting beset by a a penalty and then they just get a new set of downs and just keep doing that kind of thing? Uh, Because it didn't, the Jets didn't possess the ball long at all. He was scattershot, awful. The fact that Gase openly admits, oh, I shouldn't have let Le'Veon Bell go back out there and now he's going to miss several weeks of play. I mean, what's a fireable offense for this guy? That's what I want to know. <laughs> That's where I'm at. I'll call for a lot of heads. 
Call for his after week one, <laughs> watching what I did against Buffalo. Because, you know, they let him hang around. And that's that's a concerning thing if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, is that it, it got a little uh, a little closer than you would want it to. 27-17's your final. But this game should have been a 40 to nothing burial. Josh Allen making a couple of bad decisions. Uh, just just step with the the dives and stuff. Just just go down. Just go down. You keep fumbling the ball until you figure out ball security or get some stickum from the old Oakland Raiders. I know they're in Vegas now. Uh, that move's got to be out of the repertoire for him. But now you're looking at Frank Gore. He looked like he was running in mud. And again, it's it's the Buffalo defense, which is on par with what we're talking about for the Steelers. Steelers probably you know a higher sack total when it's all said and done, but. You know, you're not sending him out, Darnold out there with great backs, nor with great receivers. You know, Crowder had the the touchdown. I think we both like Herndon. You know, he's certainly been a great hype man for Sam Darnold. Uh, that got yeah. him all of six catches for 37 yards yesterday. But I mean, Brashard Perriman, he's not a number one. They're no, trying look, to talk look, him look, up look, like the, he's the a Jets, one. This is a guy look, that the, bounces the Jets, around. The Jets have done no favors. When you have a franchise quarterback, they have not surrounded him with And the offensive with line weapons, stinks. Which is Four right. new well, guys. Listen, it's like I said, it has not been a great uh, run of the last few years for the Jets, uh, obviously. <laughs> but they don't have any weapons. I mean, clearly this is a team that is saying, okay, we're now building for 2021. And they are hoping that, okay, Darnold would, would show strides this year and he would be good and we're playing for but really, you, you can't. And so if you tank for Trevor, that means Adam Gase is out because he's awful as a head coach. He's terrible. I mean, when I can predict the plays 3,000 miles away going, oh, here's going to be another pass uh, at the line of scrimmage. They're going to try, and, and there it is. I mean, it, 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 it would completely clean everything out, and, and you start over again. If I'm starting over again with Jim Harbaugh and Trevor Lawrence, okay, I, I'll start over again with Jim Harbaugh and Trevor Lawrence. If I'm starting over again with Lincoln Riley and Trevor Lawrence, well, I'm starting over with Lincoln Riley and Trevor Lawrence. And if I'm, if I'm doing that, I'm okay. But clearly, that, that's where I'm at. After one week, I know I know where we sit, and I know how bad it is. And it's difficult, but tank for Trevor. One week, I'm ready. I'm ready to go, and I'm in for it, and I care about everything Trevor Lawrence does, says, on the football field, off the football field. I feel like I'm watching you know, a, a future star in the Mets system come up through the minor leagues, and I keep an eye, keep an eye on him and care about him and everything, because clearly the Jets can be the worst team in the league. I, I thought Washington would struggle to win two games they've already won. Same thing with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Gardner Minshew may, may single-handedly win six or seven games all by himself. And so clearly they can be that bad. So, all right then. I mean, really, I, I, I've had nine years of, of, of sitting back and saying, okay, here's another plan. What's one more year? And if one more year is going to get us the best uh, quarterback prospect in, in a dozen years or since Andrew Luck came out, then okay. I'm okay with that if you're telling me next year's Trevor Lawrence. You know, the All thing right? is, right, in week one, we always have these big debates and big discussions. And uh, across radio and, and television, it's sky is falling and this is miserable, whatever. And normally I'm a, come on now, it's one week. They do all these matchups that are, you know, high octane, high profile. And yes, the Jets played the, for most, presumptive AFC champion in the Bills. I still had the Patriots. Uh, we'll get to them in a minute. But the, the, there's usually a whole lot of, just wait. They're rounding into shape, right? We'll get into Brady a little bit. We'll get into some of these other situations. I see nothing redeeming in the Jets. No. Zero. No, we have, we have That's no, the no sad thing. Qualities whatsoever. Is going through all these teams that suffered yeah. bad losses, yeah. put up bad efforts. You're like, all right, this makes sense. This was against this team this year. And you can play that chess match. The Jets are off by themselves going, this is all kind of terrible. They have another team that's a bit of a surprise with them at the moment. Uh, but we'll get into that as the night rolls on. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen live from the Geico Studios. I know. Sam, 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 Sam. Yeah. Okay. I can, I can no longer ignore what my eyes see. He's trash. <laughs> Indeed knows that for any business, the most important step is the next one, like hiring someone who can make a real impact. Indeed helps you find high-impact hires fast without any long-term contracts and with more efficient use of your budget thanks to their super flexible payment options. So take that next step with Indeed, who's given you a free $75 credit for your first sponsored job post so you can get in front of more quality candidates fast go to indeed.com slash high impact that's indeed.com slash high impact terms and conditions apply coming up next yes more national football league you are going to eat a feast of nfl tonight here on the show what to make of cam newton 
Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. We got it for you. Keep it right here. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. We are underway in Denver. Titans and the Broncos. Titans with the football. Nothing, nothing. Just under 14 minutes to go. We'll keep you updated on this game throughout the night. We watched the Steelers beat the crap out of the Giants in a game that wasn't really that close. It looks close, but hey, 26-16. Giants get a garbage touchdown at the end, and that's kind of how it goes. But that was a dominant performance 
by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Doesn't mean that betters weren't sweating at the end, though. Oh sure, yeah, because the the over was right there, right in the on the final in yeah, the final seconds. Yeah, you're looking at yeah. a uh, six and a half point number. <laughs> you get an onside kick. Madness ensues. Who knows? Mm. Uh, but joining us now on the hotline for all the big stories in the National Football League, CBS Sports NFL insider extraordinaire, who is in the middle of an eight thousand word preview of Syracuse at Pittsburgh on Saturday. <laughs> it is Jason Lock and Fora. Jay, what's happening, buddy? Hey. I did watch a little bit of that uh, opener for Syracuse. Not, not so good. Not so yeah, good. no, no, not so much. And, and look, <laughs> and if it's true that that University of Pittsburgh doctors and scientists say they're close to a COVID nineteen breakthrough, I won't be that upset if Pittsburgh beats Syracuse by by twenty on Saturday. I'll be okay with that. That's yeah, no, I can truth. I can live with that. Um, <laughs> let's just yeah, let's let's get this. Thing, let's get our arms around this virus. Let's like handle this virus like. Every other first, second, and third world country has handled this virus. Let's go. Uh, let's begin with uh, Tom Brady, uh, because I can't talk about mm-hmm. the Jets anymore. My head's going to explode. Uh, you know, not surprising that he struggled a little bit because they haven't really had a preseason. It's new, you know, it's new targets everywhere. He did throw some bad passes, and Bruce Arians, both Sunday and Monday, did not shy away from criticizing Brady, saying he's got to make better throws. What do you take away from all that with Brady from this weekend? Well, look, I, 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 I was bullish on them. You know, I, I kind of felt like because Tom forces everybody to do what he wants and to go out to the park and we're going to run plays for three hours and it doesn't matter if there are no technically OTAs and it doesn't matter if there's no coaches here, right? Like if you want to be on this team – and you want me to throw you balls in September and October and November, then you better be here in June. So I, I, I you know, I was kind of holding them to a higher standard, and it was rough. It was not uh, clean. It was not pristine. It was not uh, what we've come to expect from Tom Brady-led offenses. Uh, he was selling balls all over the place. He was kind of feeling a little bit of a ghost rush when it wasn't there. And when it was there, um, you know, it was Chuck and Duck. So we got to give it time to evolve, right? We got to kind of find out what it could be and, and, and let these coaches keep working with these players. But man, part of me was like, imagine if there was actually 65,000 fans in this, in this stands, you know, <laughs> imagine if this actually felt and, and, and sounded and was like, what the Superdome's like, man, it, it might have been really even more one-way traffic. So, yeah, like, I was a little disappointed. It left me kind of uh, wanting a little bit more. And, and I, I'm not trying to, you know, compare him to his best self. Like, I'm not going to compare him to 2007 or 2009 Tom Brady. But... He has been sort of hankering for a while now for more weapons and a better offensive line and more creature comforts and let Alex Guerrero back in the building and let me eat all the avocado ice cream I want and let me take over a building. And you know what? The Bucks have said, come on down. But... Sooner rather than later, he's going to have to, you know, step it up a, a notch or two. All right, let me go to the other side of that matchup. Save for a deep ball to Jared Cook, there were a couple moments where I was leaning in my chair going, what am I seeing from Drew Brees? Yes. Look, Father Time is undefeated. It's just a matter of when he puts the sickle to your neck and when he gets the best of you. And, yeah, look, it, Drew Brees like in his prime, Drew Brees, uh, as a stone cold assassin, would have had that that game would have been over, you know, ten fifteen minutes before it was. So you know, it is what it is, right? How does Sean Payton navigate this? Do we see a little bit more of? And I'm not a big Taysom Hill guy. I readily admit it. But if you want to play ball control. If you want to keep the defense guessing, 
if you want to sort of, you know, keep it simple, stupid, and live the fight another day, do we see a little bit more of Taysom Hill in that regard? Uh, I don't know. I, you know, there's Mike Thomas, high ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. I know the team is saying, eh, nothing to see here. Well, I don't know. I, I personally wouldn't want a guy who catches, you know, 120 balls a year to have a high ankle sprain uh, in week one. And it's easy to say, yeah, long week, he'll be back. Yeah, I mean, he might, but it's also very easily aggravated. So, I'm, you know, that has my spidey senses tingling a little bit. And I think they might end up being a team that sort of evolves over time. And by over time, I mean like the next three to six weeks to being a team that is really running everything through Alvin Kamara, which, which, and, and there's worse ways to go. And they, they, they have a, a really good offensive line. And, you know, I think Cook will make plays for them and, and, and will continue to make plays for them. But I'm I don't know. I mean I'm I'm a little I'm a little worried about them too, you know. That that was a suboptimal week one for them, uh, on a couple of different levels as well. And all these dome teams, I'm just I'm already kind of tracking this. Teams that play in a dome that are used to having that sort of advantage. I don't know if it's there anymore, right? Like you kind of just count on that noise and certain decibel levels and forcing people on the other sideline to adjust and go silent and change their snap count and all that stuff. Well, didn't seem to, you know, Russell Wilson. And look, Atlanta's not a great home field advantage, but still, you know, Russell Wilson ran off like he, he did whatever he wanted to do for four quarters. And, Mitch bleeping Trubisky. Yeah, buddy. Destroyed, <laughs> destroyed Detroit in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he did. You know, that's another dome team, right, that's at home and had a lead. The Vikings, they at least were, you know, they played ball with uh, Green Bay last year. Like, it was always a one-possession game. They got absolutely railroaded. Um so that that's going to be something I think you need to monitor because I do think these dome teams in particular with all these, you know, new realities in the COVID era and and especially their defenses where they're used to getting a helping hand from the crowd every single down, every single snap. That's not the reality anymore. Jason Locken for a CBS Sports NFL Insider with us here on the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. All right, let's head to New England. We watched Cam's debut, and it was a pretty mm-hmm. good one. Now, granted, the Dolphins absolutely stink. Cam had a good day, and everything is sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows right now in New England. The one thing I take away from this is that Cam Newton, they, they can't run him and play him like this every week, or by week five, he's going to be in a thousand different pieces, and I guys, know. I can't do it anymore. This is, he's not the Cam Newton of five years ago. Breaking Jay, him up think? like a horcrux. I mean, he's only 30 years old. I, 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 see, I, I don't know. I mean, I look at what Lamar Jackson did last year and say, Cam is infinitely more equipped to handle that kind of load than Lamar was. I mean, you just look at everything about them. Look at their feet. Look at their, you know, thighs. Look at their trunk. Look at their upper body. And Lamar has done amazing things in the weight room this offseason. But he'll never be 6'5". You know, which I, I don't know, man. I, I think they got Cam one year, 550000 guaranteed. Like, that's the guarantee, $550,000. And they could tag him next year if it works out. If it doesn't work out, they can walk and let somebody else pay him a bunch of money and get a comp pick. I think they're going to absolutely play rugby with him. What, what else can they do? They have no one who can separate downfield, right? They've got... Edelman, who's like 36 and couldn't really run in his prime, but he's super smart and he knows how to find seams. You know, they got James White out of the backfield and they got Keel Harry, who's like a glorified tight end, and he's not going to run away from anybody either. Uh, I think like Rizzo, the blocking tight end, played the second most snaps on offense. Cam played all 62. I think Rizzo played 60. This is who they are. I mean, they, they were running formations with seven offensive linemen, uh, a blocking tight end, so that's eight. A fullback, that's nine. A running back, that's ten. 
and Cam Newton, that's 11. And they're just road grading people. And you know what's coming, but you probably can't stop it. I think that's who they are. Like, I don't think that's who they are versus Miami. I think that's who they are. And I don't think they aspire to be a whole lot more than that because they're limited. I mean, the cap space was what it was. They're transitioning off of the greatest player in the history of the game. And they're doing it in a completely different way. But Cam Newton's injuries haven't come from too many carries. You know what I mean? The the foot thing was kind of freak. The shoulder thing wasn't a a running thing. It was getting hit in the pocket. Look, when they play Buffalo, I don't know that either team throws more than 15 forward passes. Like I just, you look at the secondary on the other side of the field, and you look at those two quarterbacks, Josh Allen and and Cam Newton, and what they do best. I think it'll be like Australian rules football. I can't wait. <laughs> well, let's go to Baltimore. Uh, you you could take either the Lamar Jackson growth side of it, or what Cleveland brought to the table. I'll give you. Uh, you choose your own adventure. <laughs> no, look, Lamar Jackson. He go watch his two minute drill. At the end of the first half, it's 17-6. He gets the ball at his own 31 with, I think, 41 seconds left, two timeouts. Most people in that scenario with a 23-year-old quarterback are thinking one thing. Don't turn it over, and we got the greatest kicker statistically in the history of the game. Let, Let Tucker just take a shot at it. Well, he drives the ball down the field. He scores the touchdown with five seconds left in the first half. At one point, it's third and nine, I think, with 29 seconds left in the in the half uh, from his own, like, 45. He runs three plays in nine seconds. I mean, go, go look at the, the throw he makes to Andrews down the left sideline where he moves up in the pocket, draws everybody to him, then drifts back out and hits Andrews on a line where he and only he can catch it, and then he's going right out of bounds because at this point they're out of timeout. It's master class stuff. Like, he went 5 of 7 for, I think, what, 69 yards and a touchdown on that drive. And, again, he only had 41 seconds. He only needed 35. And the, the incompletions were all – Perfect. Like, if, if, if you're going to throw an incompletion with 16 seconds left and the half on second down on a, on a back shoulder fade to Miles Boykin, throw it to the pylon where only Boykin can get it. And if he gets it, great. If he doesn't get it, the defender has no chance. Like, it was master class stuff. And there was no option. There was no pitch play. There was no mesh point. There was no gadget stuff. There was no legs. This was all Lamar Jackson's arm and Lamar Jackson's brain. And it was a Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers kind of stuff. And this kid just turned 23. So, I I mean, the Browns, that that might end up being their worst game of the year. I mean, they had a third and 41. They botched a freaking fake punt. I mean, Baker looked like he didn't know what the hell was going on. They had a lot of issues. But they have talent, and I think they'll be better moving forward. But Lamar Jackson, I'm just telling you, man, last year was amazing from a physical standpoint, from a uh, schematic, philosophical standpoint, where, like, you didn't see what was coming, and it was they were zigging while everybody else was zagging. They can also zig and be better than your zig. This kid is super special. He's Iggs, he's Ags. He is Jason Lockenfora. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Lockenfora, NFL insider for CBS Sports. Check him out, 105.7 The Fan as well in Baltimore. Jay, as always, buddy, appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week, my friend. Have fun. Thank you, guys. Talk to you next week. Thank See you, Jason. Great stuff there from Jason Lockenfora. Look, hitting, it, hitting the nail on the head with a lot of that. Uh, we'll have more on Cam uh, and Aaron Rodgers coming up a little bit. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Tennessee and Denver right now. Three minutes to go in the first quarter. A scoreless battle. Not a lot of offense so far. Uh, a couple of nice plays. We had a missed field goal, but Dennis, Denver and Tennessee. If you were doing one thing, it would be Tennessee. Like I would say, Tennessee. Like you know, J Lo and Ben Affleck were, uh, uh, you know, Benifer and everything. So it would be Tennessee if you want to do it quicker. Uh, okay. Zip, zip. Yeah. Uh, Denver does have the ball. They are in field goal range right now. However, uh, with a third down and two, we'll keep you updated on this game throughout the night. There but, is actually someone named Denizy on, on Denizy? Twitter. 
There's that Denizee. Really? Oh, yeah. so we can't even claim that. I, I don't even uh, want to try to click. I don't know what it's going to feed no, it's me. It's probably a Kevin Durant burner account. I'm it sure it's all well Kevin Durant be. is the best. You can see all the way down through. Uh, but with week one of the NFL season nearly in the books, we still have this game tonight and then, you know, the full breakdowns come in the next couple of days. There's two things I'm pretty sure I can say right now, big uh, predictions for the NFL, both short-term and long-term. Okay. After week one. Uh, one thing, after week one, I think we've seen the last of preseason. E- even though Ooh. some teams, oh, I'd like to be able to, to see this player here, this player here, with nobody getting injured or injuries at a, at a minimum because there are no games, uh, the level of play was pretty good across the board. You had missed tackles, but that always happens week one because you know starters don't play a lot in the preseason. But overall, the level of football was pretty good. Offenses looked pretty good. Even teams that were incorporating new players looked pretty good. It's hard to go back and say, yeah, we really need preseason after this. And I wonder if that's going to be something that we just watch. Okay, poof. Uh, yeah, okay, preseason something that's seen its day. And look, we're going to have changes in, in the in the sports world because of the fallout of, of dealing with COVID-19. And I'm talking a year in the future when we're past it and everything is back to what's close to normal. Uh, I, I don't think it, there's going to be a big push to say, yeah, we need the preseason back and we're going to have these games. I really wonder if that's going to be something that you're going to see both sides say, yes, we agree. We don't need the games. We'll make up the, the we'll make things up other where as far as money. It's not a ton of money. And I think we've seen the last of preseason football. Yeah, it's. I still think because of the player evaluation side of things, uh, and, and maybe for the the sake of the calendar, that you get the the work in, and I and I know teams got quasi regular workouts in for a couple of weeks before we got this thing started. But let's face it, the off season was not its normal run of workouts. We got all these soft tissue injuries. And you get a little bit nervous with that injury report, how long it's going to be when it comes out uh, tomorrow morning uh, as teams get back to the facilities. Oh, yeah, that guy's out and that guy's out. Here's four more guys that are questionable for week two and beyond. So I I think there's still some logistical things, not to mention all that money uh, that you need to have by putting people back in those seats. Because otherwise, I, I would question the survey to fans. Hey, by the way, you've always complained about those extra two games, saying you had to give them away. What if we just charge you more for the other eight? How you feeling about that? <laughs> well, look, they already cut it to two games, and they canceled them all this year. And when you when you look at a league saying, okay, we need money next year, and next year, okay, we're suddenly making all kinds of money back because fans are coming to the games, and and uh, I think owners are going to say, well, okay, we already had a season where we lost all this money. Are they really going to go crazy saying, oh, let's go crazy over these two preseason games? I, I I just I just see that as something that they already cut it once. I can see them cutting it. it coming do an agreement say okay no more we're cutting well, it again just from a, a business perspective also just the football side of it though just the number of guys and we, we got some punches being thrown here in uh, Tennessee Denver uh, that the referees evidently missed the league office will not uh, Jason I will tell you this those guys will have pink envelopes and lose a bunch of money uh, but the the idea with this is I, I guess if you keep the practice squads they're 16 for this year mm-hmm. so I guess if you keep it there I'm just trying to look at oh, yeah. the players' oh, association and Listen, jobs and everything we, else yeah, just to make to sure this. these guys yeah. have a place. There's no reason to not have it. And There's this is no where The Rock also can come into yeah. play too, right? Sure. <laughs> and the XFL being being kind of a way station for oh, guys sure. as as you're trying to make sure you've got enough ample bodies in game shape ready to go. The other thing that I'm pretty sure we're going to start seeing, and it may be as early as this week, but probably by week three, I, I'm pretty sure you're going to start seeing every NFL team in the locker room for the National Anthem before the game. We saw it many games throughout the league uh, in week one. We saw many some teams that wanted to make sure they were out and demonstrated. They held hands together before games. You know, some people were kneeling, some people standing for the anthem. But after week one and seeing how many teams were already in week one, ready to say, listen, we're doing the anthem from inside the locker room. We need better change. We need different things. I would, I, I'm pretty sure by week three, all the teams will just stay in the, in the locker room for the National Anthem and then come out after. And you don't really need it. Because there's no stadium, there's no, there's no, there's no worries about it. And say, oh well, the fa- you, they're going to stay in whether they play the national anthem, but in front of an empty stadium, I'm sure they'll still do it uh, for this year. But I would say by week three, everybody will be in the locker rooms for the anthem. Yeah, it's uh, 
week one was curious. Let's just put it at that. Because you, you had the the Black National Anthem. Somebody, did they put the tag for the new album release at the, the end of it? And people did different things for all of that. And I, I don't know if it had the impact that they were looking for. Uh, and I, there seems to just be a lot of different ways teams are going about it, which maybe keeps the conversation going a bit longer. Curiosity, though. I, but I think I agree with you. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Uh, coming up next, uh, the Broncos just get on the board. We'll have details on that. Plus, why Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, or Cam Newton are who we thought they were. That's next, right here on Fox. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 